Money Pit is brought to you by The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement projects. If you've got one that needs to get done, call us and we will lend a hand at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We've got the tips, the ideas, and the advice to get that job done right the first time. Coming up on today's program with all of the spring rains, is your ground around your house a bit saturated? Well, there's an ingenious little mechanical device called a pop-up emitter. We're going to teach you how these get installed and what they can do to take all of that water that's ponding in your yard and make it go away for good. And it could save your life, but close to half of you aren't doing it. We're going to tell you why calling 811 before you do any yard projects that involve digging is crucial. And if you've got a lot of stuff lying around from perhaps your spring cleaning projects, have you considered whether you can repurpose? Turns out there's a lot of things that you can breathe new life into, and we'll have some tips just ahead. And we're giving away a great summary prize this hour. We've got the Weber Q1200 Portable Tabletop Gas Grill up for grabs. It's a great prize. You can check it out at the Home Depot or homedepot.com, and it's worth $199. That beautiful Weber Portable Grill is going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Stephen, Illinois, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Looked outside this year, and we've got a building that was built in 1929. It's got a porch above the patio down below, and on the exposed joists, those carpenter bees have put some holes in there, and we're looking for a way to eliminate the carpenter bees and not necessarily poison everything in the neighborhood. Well, part of what they're doing is, you know, they really enjoy eating this natural wood. So they're coming there because you've got something tasty to offer up. And, you know, it turns out that they love to bore these holes that are like perfectly three eighths inches, you know, round. So you can do a couple of things. You can um, you can have it treated by a pest professional and then seal up those holes. And that should do the trick. But you're right. You know, chemicals are used and that might not be what you have in mind. The other thing is you can cover that or replace that joist completely or whatever the support is with a synthetic wood or a composite that looks like wood, but it's not actually wood. It could be extruded PVC. It could be recycled plastics. This way, it looks like wood. It's doing the same job that the wood piece was. However, carpenter bees, carpenter ants, termites, whatever pests like to eat a natural source is wood. They're going to try it. They're not going to get into it, and they're going to be really confused and fly away and find somewhere else to eat. Yeah, that uh, that sounds uh, like like an option. That, uh, it, yeah, I was wondering if there's something that uh, you know that I assume that painting it would not uh, make a difference. I didn't know if there was something that uh, could be topically applied to it that uh, would be would be environmentally friendly and and uh, keep the bees out. Mm-mm. I've had them eat through the painted wood that makes up my entire screen and porch. And then what happens is they bore a hole, but they won't bore all the way through. They'll bore into the wood, even if it's just like a one by six or whatever. They find a way to bore into it and then bore through the wood itself and lay their eggs in there. Okay. And it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It looks like you do, somebody got out with a drill and drilled the hole in there. It's just bizarre. It's perfect how they do it. So essentially, the, the, the option of basically are having someone come out and, and treat it or, or either covering or changing the material that's there. Yeah, changing material is usually the best bet because they won't eat it. And then as an added benefit, you know, it doesn't require any maintenance except the occasional cleaning. You know, you're not going to be painting it all the time. It really is a win-win situation. Okay. And, uh, and, 
Yeah, I'll look, in, I'll look into that. I, uh, I've got a contractor that's got to come out anyway, so I'll, I'll look into into both options. But it, it sounds like if, if I'd prefer something that uh, wouldn't have to do with pesticides. Steve, I hope that takes care of those carpenter bees once and for all. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Deb in Wyoming, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yeah, I've got some trouble with an uh, area of grass uh, right in the middle of my yard. It's probably 20 by 20. The yard or the problem area? The problem area is probably 20 by 20. Okay, that's a big problem. Yeah, and the lawn is pretty big, and it, it grows really good all the way around this area. And um, it only it'll grow maybe you know an inch or two, and then it kind of heads out. And um, never really gets green. We put extra water on it, and we fertilize it and aerate it just like the rest of the lawn. But it just doesn't doesn't look good. And seems funny that this would be just in one area. Well, it could be, you know, that that area, for whatever reason, has a different pH balance than the other parts of your lawn itself. And therefore, that the seed that you're using is reacting differently to the soil than the other areas. So you might want to take a couple of soil samples from the problem area and have those tested. Sometimes the home centers sell little kits. Sometimes you might have to contact your local building department to find out who you can do that with, but you can have a soil test done pretty easily and inexpensively. And once you know exactly what's going on with the soil in this area, I mean, that could be, you know, enlightening to have this information because you could be using the wrong seed. You could be using the wrong fertilizer. That will tell you exactly what type of fertilizer, when, how to water it. That's really the key here. And that should clear up a lot of this problem. Okay, that sounds great. I'll sure give it a try. Deb, I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call with your home repair, home improvement, design, decor, whatever problem or question or project you've got going on at your Money Pit, we're here to lend a hand. The number is one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. Up next, if you've got a yard that floods, getting water from where it is to where you want it to be can be tricky. We're going to have tips on a handy product that can be installed to help dry out those soggy yards and make that space much more usable after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Money pit. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, it is the outdoor living season. It has begun, and that's why this hour I'm very excited that we're giving away a Weber Q1200 portable tabletop gas grill to one lucky caller. It's available at the Home Depot and at homedepot.com, and it's a beautiful product. It's got a cast aluminum lid and body, glass-reinforced nylon frame, two folding work tables, a removable catch pan, a built-in lid thermometer, and it comes with a porcelain enameled cast iron cooking grate. Again, available at the Home Depot or homedepot.com, worth $199, but today going out for free to one lucky caller and make that you. Pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEYPIT. Beth in Texas is on the line with a painting question. How can we help you today? I had four columns on the uh, front of my house, and I live downtown in an old neighborhood that has beautiful 150-year-old oak trees. I have these four columns, and I have uh, the wood rots out from the it has it's, those columns sit on concrete. Okay. And uh, last time I had them fixed, which was about ten years ago, they put like a, a plastic or some kind of a block that's the same size as the column. It's a barrier, kind of a moisture barrier, maybe between the concrete and the pole. Uh, so then time passes, and here comes the rod again. And so I said, "Oh my gosh!" So I dug out the rod again. I went to Home Depot, and I got some of that product that um, you know you can fill in with uh, like a bondo, right? Right. It's some kind of a, it has wood in it, but it's plastic. It's something I don't know what it is. But anyway, I did that. And of course, my wounds were so deep, I could only put, you know, later about a fourth inch in, and it took me forever to fill up the, the little holes. And so I finally got it to the edge, and I sanded it. It looked pretty darn good, and so um, I painted it. And then I put the first coat on. I said, oh, this paint's kind of thin, so I, I put another coat on. So in the meantime, here comes all this pollen from these giant oak trees and all this stuff that falls from the trees on my freshly painted mm-hmm. wood. I started crying. I oh, no. started crying because I didn't know what in the world to do about paint. I mean, that stuff just sucked it up like a sponge. And so, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do. All right. Well, where are you now with the comms? Are you at a point where you need to replace them again? Or are you trying to just figure out a fix? Well, actually, what I did is I went back and I lightly sanded. I waited for a while and then I sanded it lightly and then I put another top coat on it. And, and I, I, I don't know. I still have little, I don't know what it is. It's not yellow pollen, but it's something, you know, it's kind of, it, my paint is bumpy. It's not, it's not nice like it should be after all that work. Well, here's a couple of solutions. You do need to sand it if you want to get the surface nice and smooth again. That's truly the only thing that's going to get rid of the pollen that sort of embedded itself into that wet paint. Then once you get a nice smooth surface on that column again, what you want to try to do is, and I know it would be a pain in the butt, but it's going to be super duper duper helpful. If you can get some paint tarps, plastic, canvas, whatever, if there is a way to sort of build a tent in these tarps around you know, the area to keep the pollen from sort of wafting in there while the paint is drying and while you're painting, you know, it'll be unsightly while the process is happening just because your beautiful front of your home will be draped in tarp. But it will actually help to keep the air circulating behind it to actually dry the column paint, but it will keep things from landing on it. So I would look into a way to do that. You know, they make all sorts of little prop poles and different things that work for um tarps, but also, you know, a couple of good clips. Maybe you've got, you know, an overhang there or something that you can clip onto without damaging a gutter. 
So, you know, that really could do the trick. Now, fast forward to a couple of years down the road, when you end up with such an amount of rot again, you might want to consider replacing the columns with an architectural composite column. Now, in a lot of cases, because your wood column is actually a support, correct? Yes, ma'am. So what you might end up doing is they might replace that wood column, since you've done that before, they might replace the wood column with some sort of post that would be metal, that would be structural, and then there is an actual decorative wrap that looks exactly like the same type of fluted column or whatever type of column you might have that wraps around that support pole and then is a composite. So once it's painted and finished, you won't have to paint it again for a long, 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 long time because it's not made of an organic material. It's not going to take that moisture up that you're getting from the concrete and it's going to simply clean up with, you know, soap and water. So, you know, keep that in mind for down the road, and they would do that, you know, column at a time and make them structural. So there are ways to get around it, but you're going to have to sand again. I, I know. I It didn't look too bad, but it didn't look too good either. <laughs> but thank you so much. I'll try those uh, tips, all right? Beth, it sounds like you got your work cut out for you on that job. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, if you've got water that collects in your yard, like around your home where gutters discharge or low spots in the lawn, figuring out how to prevent that water from accumulating can be tricky. I mean, look, it's easy enough to collect the water with a grate or a catch basin or even extensions to the leaders. But what if you'd like to run that water to a space where the water can simply run back into the soil? Well, you can with a handy product called a pop-up emitter. Now, that's made by NDS Drainage and available at the Home Depot. Now, the way this works is that you collect collect the water with a catch basin or grate and then run a pipe from that basin to a spot on your property where the water can naturally drain away. At that point, you install a pop-up emitter, which is kind of like a valve that lies flat in the lawn until you need it. Then it pops up and lets the water inside the pipe drain out onto that lower area of the lawn where it's then absorbed or runs off and, you know, it dries out. Exactly. Now, pop-up emitters can divert and release water to safe areas that are away from structures or erosion-prone landscapes and poor drainage areas. And they open due to hydrostatic pressure of the water flowing through the drain pipe, and then they close as that flow diminishes. They lie flat in the lawn when they're closed, and they've got a really low profile that provide plenty of clearance for lawn mowing as well. You'll find NDS drainage pop-up emitters at the Home Depot and at homedepot.com. The four-inch polyethylene pop-up drainage emitters with elbow are just $14.20. Stephen Michigan's on the line with a water heater question. What can we do for you? My hot water tank has no good water pressure behind it. Where are you spotting this? Is it at a particular faucet or fixture, or is it multiple bathrooms throughout the house? Everywhere. My shower, my sinks, uh, my washing machine, anywhere where I have, like, hot If I just have, like, hot water going in my washing machine, it takes forever to fill up. If, like, when I go to take a shower... If I just have the cold, I mean, just straight cold water going, I have nice pressure behind it. And let me ask you a question. How old, how old is your house? Built in 70s. Okay, I think you've got a problem with a valve somewhere on that hot water line that's restricting the flow. Because the water pressure is going to be the same for hot and cold when it comes into the house. So the fact that it's going through the water heater and then slowing down means that something is clogging it. or Something is, is basically uh, slowing down that flow. So I think that the problem would most likely be at the water heater itself, either the water flow into it or the water flow out of it. And it could be that one of those valves is stuck closed or partially stuck. I would close the valves all the way and then open them back up and see if that 
makes a difference. I would also follow the line back to make sure that every single valve is fully open on that hot water side. And I suspect that you're going to find something that's partially closed, and that's what's causing this. Steve, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Aaron in Louisiana is on the line. How can we help you today? Hi. I have a slab house that's about 35 years old, and it's showing signs of needing to be leveled. But I thought I heard on a previous show of yours that you do not recommend leveling a house, just fix the issues that come up as it needs it. And I didn't know if I heard correctly or not, so I thought I would call and ask about that. Well, tell me, how much of a slope are you noticing throughout the property on the interior of the home? No, we're seeing cracks in the walls, cracks in the ceiling, cracks in the floors. Okay. Now... If you put a marble on the floor in some of these rooms that you're seeing these cracks, does it roll all around wildly? If it does roll, how fast? I actually have not done anything like that. Oh, the marble test. It's very fun. That will tell you if the ground itself is level. Now, if you're seeing cracks in the walls and in the ceiling, are they sort of near a doorway or a window, or are they just square in the middle of stuff? Well, there's a a crack in the floor that's square in the middle of the floor. It extends out into a, uh, we have a sliding glass door, and the brick above the sliding glass door is separated. And then we also see it, I also see it in rooms next to the wall, you know, where it's like the house is shaped like a T, and um, where one part of the top of the T goes into the long part of the T. I can see it separating there against, against the, you know, in the ceiling. You know, generally, if you see cracks and they're by a door frame or a window, that's just general movement because of the opening in the envelope of the home, you know, being in a window opening or a doorway in an interior wall. Now, if you're seeing it like in the middle of the floor and above a door frame in brick, you might be concerned that there could be some structural issues going on. However, you might want to bring in a structural engineer. You bring in an engineer or even a home inspector, and for a couple of hundred bucks, they'll come in and look at these areas and diagnose specifically what's going on there. Because it could be something structural that could need to be fixed in you know, a way that you can't just do by repairing the crack, or it could just simply be natural settlement of the home over the duration of the home's lifespan, and that's easily fixable. But because you have a crack forming in the middle of a floor and that continues to a doorway, I would definitely bring in somebody who's a structural engineer and they can write up a report on it. And the benefit of doing that is that when you do fix this, whatever the problem may be, you are going to have a full written pedigree of what you've done to the problem in the home, how you fixed it, and what everything was done correctly. This way, if you go to sell the home and somebody says, oh, I saw a crack or whatever the situation might be, you can say, actually, this happened. We did this repair and it's all square. Okay. You know, Aaron, some cracks are really typical wear and tear, so to speak. But this one definitely sounds like you need a pro to check it out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Craig in Pennsylvania is on the line with a flooring question. How can we help you today? I had an exterior concrete porch and I enclosed it. And I'm trying to make it part of the uh, house now. But the floor itself, I said, is concrete. It's all cracked and it's breaking up. Is there some easy way or some way I can um, smooth it out or do something with it to make it look like an interior room now? Because it is part of the house. Absolutely. Um, First of all, if the surface is deteriorated, you're going to have to use a patching compound on it. And I would recommend the premix Quick Crete 
concrete patch compound. Uh, it comes in a tub, and you simply apply it to the surface. You can fill in all of those areas that are deteriorated. You can fill, fill over the cracks. And the reason using a patching compound is because it's designed specifically to stick to the concrete. If you use regular concrete, you're going to have a problem with that because it won't stick. It'll just split off again. All right, but if you use a concrete patching compound, it will adhere. Thank you very much. appreciate your help. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it can save your life, but close to half of you don't do it. We're going to tell you why calling 811 before doing any yard projects that involve digging is crucial. So stick around. 888 Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this fine weekend? Pick up the phone and call us with that project. We will help you get it done at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Patrick in Iowa is on the line with a roofing question. How can we help you today? Okay, I bought a home. It was a for sale by owner. The roof was put on about four or five years ago. And in the, the disclosure... He mentioned there was nothing wrong with the roof. But since moving in, now being in Iowa, we get severe weather. And I understand, you know, a couple shingles might rip off during a windstorm or something like that. But it's literally, it's daily shingles are coming off. So I patched some of the shingles, but it is, it's every time we get a wind, shingles are just blowing off. And so I asked him, can I have the name of the company that did the roof? And so I got the name and phone number and I talked to the workers that did it and they said we've been out there every single year year after year 
we told him it's no longer covered. He has to pay for it himself. And, and he's, and they asked him that he mentioned that in the disclosure. And I looked through the disclosure and of course there's nothing in the disclosure that right, mentions anything about her. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like you have a pretty strong case of fraud. Well, and, and of course I don't want to go down a road that, you know, it's going to take months and months and months or years, but, uh, it is. It's just one of those cases that if it's not in the disclosure, but then I can prove that it is. I mean, is there any recourse whatsoever? Well, yeah. I mean, the recourse is to hold them legally responsible for the cost of replacing the roof. And, you know, this is really more of a question for an attorney than, than for uh, home improvement experts like ourselves. But, you know, I was a professional home inspector for many years. So I've seen these situations before. And if you have a seller that outli- outright misrepresents the condition of uh, part of the property on the disclosure, then they should be held liable for that. And, and in some cases can be held liable for, for multiples of what the actual actual damages, which in this case is essentially going to be the cost of a new roof. And it's not just that. I mean, if I was told, then I could have just, you know, budgeted for... Right. You could have headed it off. Exactly. But, you know, it's uh, some people just want to make sure, just want to uh, misrepresent their home and, and try to hide all the problems. And that's why you have professional home inspectors out there, which, by the way, did you get a home inspection done, Patrick? Yes. There is a mortgage on it. Of course, the mortgage company did their inspections. Well, no. no, Besides the mortgage company, did you have your own independent professional home inspection done? I did not. Yeah. So that's that's probably was a mistake because home inspectors work for you, not for the mortgage company. And, And a good quality home inspector, for example, one that's a member of the American Society of Home Inspectors, uh, would have spent two to three hours going over that house and probably would have seen all of the repaired shingles because that's something that's actually fairly obvious to see. So unfortunately, you can't focus on the past, but you know you should try to hold this uh, seller responsible and maybe you could take them to small claims court. I don't know. Again, question for a lawyer, but it sounds like you're going to need a new roof. Well, I know that. It's a metal roof that's going to be going on. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck. Sorry that happened to you, Patrick. Good luck with the project, though. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, as you plan your spring projects, there's one thing you need to keep handy that's more important than any tool you own. We'll tell you what that is after this. You live in a money pit. Introducing Liquid Nails Fuse It All Surface Construction Adhesive. Glass, metal, wood, whatever your job. Liquid Nails Fuse It bonds almost everything. Liquid Nails Fuse It All Surface Construction Adhesive. Don't just glue it, fuse it. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We'll help you with whatever it is you are working on at your Money Pit this weekend or planning on working on before the big holiday of Memorial Day. Plus, this hour, we're really giving away a great seasonal prize. We've got up for grabs the Weber Q1200 Portable Tabletop Gas Grill. It's got a cast aluminum lid and body, a glass-reinforced nylon frame, two folding work tables that pop out so you can really have a lot of nice areas to prepare everything and get all your grilling done correct the first time. It's got a removable catch pan and, I love this, a built-in lid thermometer. It's porcelain enameled with a cast iron cooking grate. It's really a great grill. It's a prize worth 199 bucks, and you can check it out at the Home Depot or on homedepot.com. Going out to one lucky caller, drawing at random, make that you. The number again is one eight 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 Money Pit. Joanne in Ohio is on the line and has an issue with mold. What can we do for you today? I have two decks in my backyard. 
One of them seems to be fine, but the second one, which has a very large dog pen on it, has developed a lot of mold over the winter. And my thought is to buy a lot of bleach and to pollute it and just scrub the mold off. But perhaps you have something better that you could tell me to do. There's a much more effective way to get that deck clean. It's a product called Spray and Forget. And just as the name implies, you spray it onto the deck surface and you don't do anything else. You forget about it. And it essentially goes to work immediately. And within a few days, it will degrade and destroy the mold, mildew, algae, and moss that forms on your deck. Uh, Can I then have it repainted? Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could paint it after that. But the thing is, if you use a lot of bleach, you end up intentionally damaging all the landscaping that's around that as well. So I would definitely recommend spray and forget. Is this come like in a canister or a powder or something? comes in a bottle. It's a no-mix bottle. In a bottle. Yep. You can find it at lots of places. I think Home Depot has it and uh, many other retailers. Their website is sprayandforget.com. Very good. I will definitely do that. And it's safe for pets, too? Yes. It's it's biodegradable. It's a safe, non-corrosive uh, product that works really well. It's also a great roof cleaner. Sometimes you get like moss and it discolors your roof shingles. You can spray this on your roof. It does the same thing. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to purchase this. Thank you so much for your information. Happy to help you out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. All right, now we've got Dan on the line calling in from Ontario, Canada with a question about a drafty home. How can we help you? To try to explain this stuff, you know the the backer boards, what they put on uh, cabinets? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now picture that made in tile, but four by four sheets. Okay. And it's, it's white. And it, it looks like it's got this stucco uh, tile. Yeah, it's called composite siding. So what's going on with it? Well, I'd like to know if I could put this. Uh, they got this paint, okay? It's like a stucco. I was just wondering if I could I put that kind of material on this on this fiberboard. Well, you can generally paint fiberboard or composite siding with anything that you would with any t- typical exterior grade uh, paint. It doesn't require a special paint. Um, in fact, it actually requires requires quite a bit of paint because I used to joke that you know that that kind of siding stood up as long as you painted it every day before you went to work. It's not, <laughs> not known for its durability, you know. <clears throat> so, um, I want any paint that's a good quality exterior paint should work. Now, are you trying to get a textured look to it, the place? I'm trying to get that stucco look. Yeah, the stucco look. Okay. Well, if there's a paint product that's designed to do that, and you've researched the paint product, and it uh, is a good quality product, I don't see any reason why it won't work. Well, you're telling me more on what these two guys knew at the paint store. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell them you want to buy more stuff. They'll agree with you. (laughs) Good luck, Dan. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, thank you. I enjoy your program. It's very informing. Well, as you plan your spring projects, there's one thing you need to keep handy that's pretty much more important than any other tool you own. It's the phone number you got to call before digging. It's 811. Now, when you dial it, you'll reach the Common Ground Alliance. This is an organization that's dedicated to protecting underground utility lines and the safety of people who dig near them. The effort's been going on for several years, and after some devastating and deadly accidents caused by digging into underground gas, electrical, or water lines, it is a really important thing 
thing to do. Yeah. Now, this is what you need to do. You call 811 a few days before digging. Then a professional locator is going to visit and mark your dig site. And once your site's been accurately marked, it's safe for you to start the digging. It's a really easy process. However, the Common Ground Alliance recently announced results from a survey that found 48% of homeowners who are planning landscaping, fence, or decking projects do not plan on calling 811. When they were asked why... More than half said they felt they knew where the underground utilities were located on their property, kind of. And many more said that they just didn't think they'd be digging deep enough to hit anything. I mean, those are famous last words, guys. Yeah. Do yourself a huge favor and call 811. There's no cost involved. If you plan on doing the work for the weekend, give them, maybe perhaps call them on a Monday or a Tuesday, and then save yourself the inconvenience of the loss of power or water, or worse yet, an injury that could put you out of commission. Visit 811.com for more information. All right, now we've got Laura in Michigan. Welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you? Hi. Uh, well, I uh, recently removed my uh, some carpeting for my bathroom uh, floor, and uh, it was it's ceramic floor, and uh, I'm having a hard time getting some of the I think what is glue and part of the back back of the uh, carpeting on it's still on the floor not a lot but uh i want to get it up it's mainly around the edges and i thought maybe you had a a way of doing that that would uh you know take less elbow grease i guess all right so laura and you're trying to get rid of this adhesive from the carpet that was over ceramic tile which is so crazy but at least you've got a nice smooth surface that you can work with to try to remove the adhesive now you know some of the things that you could work with are citrus based and there's one called citrus king mastic remover and there's actually a website you can go to citrusdepot.net and if you go to that website you can buy a trial container I want to say it's like $10 for a pint so you can just try it out and see if that'll do the trick and that's worth it. And that's a good product to use. That's not going to be, you know, stinky and it'll be good to work with. I'd say give that a try and see how that works with, with the adhesive that's from your carpet. That sounds great. I'll definitely give it a try. Frida from Ohio is on the line with the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Hi. Um, my radar, um, I'm in a radar range microwave. Um, it's mounted above my stove. And on the bottom, the down light that shines down onto the stove the light bulbs in that keeps burning out, and I have to replace them about once a month, and they're getting expensive. <laughs> what kind of light bulb are you using? Just a regular incandescent? It's like the R11, the little appliance bulbs, 40 watt. And is this a fairly new problem, this once a month burnout, or has it been going on for a long, long time? It's, it's getting worse. I mean, we've had the microwave in here. It's probably about 16 years old, or wow. give or take. Yeah, that doesn't really owe you any money. That's pretty old for a microwave appliance. It's You've pretty much reached the end of a normal life cycle. In fact, I'm kind of surprised it lasted that long because it's been my experience that the microwave ovens that are mounted above ranges don't last nearly as long as a countertop microwave because the additional heat from all that cooking has, an, has the, the, the effect of sort of wearing on those components. Typically, when you get a bulb that burns out quickly, it's either because you have a loose connection, you have a loose ground, or you have a problem with the voltage that's going in there. Sometimes, depending on what's happening with the power company, you could be getting, say, more than 120 volts. You might be getting 125, 130 volts sometimes because there could be something that is bad down the line with the power supply, the quality of the power supply. So if you have extra volts going into those lights, 
that is one of the first things that tends to to show it. It's kind of like the canary in the coal mine. You know, when the when the lights start to go burn out frequently like that, it could be an issue with the voltage. So, have you been thinking about a new microwave? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> what I would suggest is at this point, you you really need to have the voltage tested. So I would call the utility company and ask them to meter the voltage going into your house and see if it's, it, let's eliminate that as a possibility. Um, if that is okay, I would, the second thing I would check is the plug that, that it's actually plugged into. I'd check the outlet to make sure it's properly grounded. And if it's properly grounded, then I think you've exhausted the two things that, that are the easiest to fix. And at that point, you might want to think about replacing the microwave. All right, that sounds good. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Hey, before you throw anything out, decide if it can be used as a side table. Well, does it sound crazy? Well, you guys know I'm filled with crazy design ideas. We're going to have an ultimate repurposing tip in just a bit. You live in a Money Pit. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT, or you can also post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash themoneypit, and that is what Barbara did. We need to replace our wood floors. They're heart pine, and they sit directly on the floor joists with no subfloor. Can we cut new pine or oak 5 8 inch flooring directly on top of the old pine floor? Oh, I guess they want to cover over it completely. Now, you have heart pine at your house, Tom, right? Well, I do, but I do have it as the subfloor. Now, in Barbara's case, it sounds like uh, it is the finished floor and the subfloor together. I would tell you, Barbara, that you absolutely should leave that in place. You're going to have a sturdier floor if you do. And then you could add standard hardwood floor on top of that, and then you will be able to nail directly into that old pine floor uh, as the subfloor for the new uh, finished oak hardwood uh, that's above that. You mentioned the possibility of putting new pine floor on, but remember, that's going to be pretty soft. So I would tend to recommend that you work with the harder woods as your finished floor like oak. And also, don't forget about the pre-finished oak that's out there today, because i got to tell you, those finishes are incredibly durable, a lot more than they used to be when those products first came out. Check out uh, the products that are lumber liquidators, for example, uh, and even looking at the commercial grades for some of those floors, if you've got a floor that perhaps is in front of a doorway or other high uh, traffic zone. But I think that you should leave Leave that pine floor in place, use that as the new subfloor, and put the new hardwood right on top. All right, next up, we've got a question from Don. Well, that's right. Don says, I have a question about roof replacement and whether or not roof shingles insulate. I'm wondering if I should leave the original layer of roof on my house when I put a new layer on to improve my insulation. Well, the answer is, Don, that roof shingles will not insulate. In fact, they will have the reverse effect. In the summer, they'll hold a lot of heat, uh, and they'll advance the deterioration of the new roof. So we always think it's a good idea to remove the old roof shingles before you put new roof shingles on. You'll find that if you remove the old shingles, the new roof will look better, lie flatter, and last a lot longer. All right. Good advice. Thanks, Tom. 
Well, the three R's, reduce, reuse, and recycle, are the key to a green lifestyle. Leslie has tips to help with one green table building project that delivers all three in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, this truly is about repurposing. And this is really a great trick of the trade. You can just turn unusual items that you've got around the house into functional and, I mean, dare I say, quite good-looking side tables. For example, you know those glazed ceramic garden stools? I mean, you can find them everywhere from discount shops to even those super high-end stores. Now, those look fantastic. I mean, they're they're becoming more common now. So to say that they're unexpected is, you know, some people might be really surprised that they're in a space like a living room or a bathroom. But they're so beautiful and they can really make a great difference to an unexpected space. And then go ahead and put like a little orchid on them or a small candle. If you've got them in the bathroom, maybe a little basket with some rolled up towels. It's just a really great way to use something that traditionally would be outside. Now, raindrums or vintage wire baskets, old suitcases, even musical instruments, they will work just as well. All you need to make the transformation complete is a custom piece of tempered glass to use as your tabletop. Put that on and all of a sudden you've got a really unique side table that's super functional and really personalized and will work amazingly well for your space. And I promise you, simple design tricks like this make your space stand out and all of a sudden you'll be the envy of your friends. And don't be surprised if they're asking you for help. That's what happens. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming up next time on the program as a child. You probably asked, why is the sky blue? But have you ever thought about why the barn might be red? We're going to share the very compelling reasons for why barns were red, houses were white, and more traditional color mysteries on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.